Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week, we finish off Sefer Shemos, Chazak Chazak Benis Chazek, with Parsha's Pekude. So let's get right into it. So in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Pekude, we finally get to the actual construction of the Mishkan. And the Parsha starts off with giving an accounting of all the materials used in the Mishkan, how they were used. Um, and then Hashem gives step-by-step very detailed very precise detailed instructions to Moshe on how to construct the Mishkan. And then the Pesukim continue and show how Moshe followed to the letter every single step that Hashem gave him. And the Mishkan's built, and that is the end of Sefer Shmos. Now, I saw an interesting idea in the Pesukim, but before we get into that, I just uh, want to give a little background explanation. So the simple explanation of how the Torah is broken down is that there are 54 portions in the Torah that we read on a weekly basis. And that's what we call Parsha Sashavua. But in reality, if you would look inside a Chumash, you would see all over the Chumash a series of Samachs and Pays. And what those are referring to is actually the real Parshas in the Torah, the real portions of the Torah, of which there are many more. And without going into too much detail about what these Parshas mean, the basic explanation is that these Parshas are again divided into Psuchos and Stumos, which are open and closed Parshas. And they, uh, again, very simply, they show us the breakdown of episodes in the Torah and how we can view the connection to each other. Okay, so now understanding that, let's move on to this week's question. When Moshe builds the Mishkan, he works from the inside out. He starts with building the actual Mishkan building itself. Uh, he places the Aron in the Kodesh Kadashim, puts the screen up in front of it, places the uh, Shulchan, the Menorah, and the Mizbah Hazav, in the Kodesh, and then he moves on to the courtyard, putting the Mizbah HaNachoshis in the courtyard, building the courtyard around it, and uh, the Mishkan is built. Now, if you read the Psukim, here's how it's broken down. And I'm not going to go into all the breakdowns, I'm just going to talk about the significant ones for us. Moshe puts the final Kli in the Kodesh, the Mizbah HaZahav, and then there is a end of the Parsha, and then he moves on to the courtyard. Now the Mishkan building had three walls, and the courtyard was like this as well. It had three walls, and then a little bit on the fourth side. And in order to block the opening to the Kodesh that you couldn't see inside, there was a screen or a curtain placed in front of that fourth side. And it was the same thing with the uh, entrance to the courtyard of the Mishkan, that you had three walls and you had a little bit on the fourth side, and then there was a big screen in front that you could walk around, but that if you were standing right in front of it, you could not see into the Chatzar. Now, this screen that was in front of the Mishkan, you would expect it to be part of the construction of the Mishkan building itself. You know, this is the front door of the Mishkan. It would be part of the Mishkan. But this doesn't seem to be the case. Going in, let's look inside the Pesukim now. In Parak Mem Pasuk of Zion, Moshe places the last of the Kalim, the Mizbah Hazav, in a Kodesh, and this is the end of a, of a closed Parsha. And then the Torah bring, uh, begins a new Parsha. And this is uh, Pesukim Chavches and Chavtes, the first half of Chavtes. So first Pesuk Chavches, Vayasem es Masach HaPesach LaMishkan. He placed the screen for the entrance of the Mishkan. And then Pasuk Haftes, Veis Mizbach Sam Pesach Mishkan Olmoid. And then he puts the uh, what we know as the Copper Mizbach uh, in front of the opening to the Mishkan. And then the, the Pesukim continue with Moshe setting up the courtyard of the Mishkan. But why in the world would the Parsha begin with placing the curtain to the entrance of the Mishkan? 
Shouldn't that be in the previous Parsha, when Moshe finished setting up the Mishkan? This is the front door to the Mishkan. Why would it be part of the construction of the courtyard, of the outside of it? I believe the placement of this Pasuk teaches us a wonderful idea. There are two ways to look at a front door. Either it's for the people inside to protect themselves against whatever is outside, or it's for the people outside to protect whatever is within this structure. Now let's take a look at the Mishkan. Not everyone could go inside the Mishkan. In order to protect the Kedusha and Tahara of the Mishkan, only Kohanim were allowed to go inside. And even then, they couldn't just walk around, you know, for fun. They had to have a purpose in going in. They had to be lighting the candles of the menorah, they had to be bringing the Katoris, they had to be getting the Lechem upon him. And then, obviously, all the more so to the Kodesh Kedashim, only the Kohen Gadol could go in there on Yom Kippur. So the Mishkan was a very uh, protected structure, and very few people in Bnei Israel. A very, very at that time it was it was you know you could count them on one hand the amount of people who could go into the Mishkan. But what was the attitude towards this protection? What was what was the uh, thought process behind the not allowing people to go in? Was it meant to keep the quote unquote less pure people out? No, that couldn't be it. Maybe it was meant for the Bnei Israel to appreciate the holiness among them, to appreciate that Kedusha, and to keep that Kedusha, to keep that Tahara, that purity, completely pure. And this is what the Torah is teaching us. By placing the hanging of the curtain of the Mishkan together with the setting up the courtyard, Moshe is showing us how we're supposed to view this curtain. Moshe, at this point, is already standing outside the Kodesh, and he's looking in. And what does he see when he looks in? He sees the menorah, and he sees the shulchan, and he sees the mizbach azav, and then behind that he sees the curtain to the Kodesh Kedushim. He sees these kalim, the holy kalim, that are used every day to bring more Kedusha into this world, into Bnei Yisrael. And with that view, it becomes so important he realizes, and he probably realizes beforehand, but you know, at the time, a person looking at this view can realize the importance of keeping this purity and understanding that the only way to get the full shefa, the full flow of this kedusha into this world is by keeping that room pure. So what does he do? He puts up a curtain, cutting off the visual from people outside, not for the purpose of closing it off for us that we have no connection to it, but for the purpose of allowing that Kedusha to take hold inside the Mishkan, and then from that point on, continue on to shine on the Bnei Israel forevermore. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the AMM Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of AMM Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash and on Twitter, 
Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great Shabbos.